welcome to the uh, best of the worst. Wrong. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, welcome back to the worst of the best podcast where we uncover, analyze, and delve into the worst songs by the best songwriters of all time steve why do great songwriters write bad songs you know that's an excellent question maybe maybe the band or the the songwriter doesn't have a good grasp of the english language that's that's one of my guesses i don't know (laughs) i don't know why else maybe they're also i think i think the ongoing theme here is is drugs are a major factor yeah drugs and (laughs) lack of sleep because of the drugs by the way, I'm I'm David Newshots. And I'm Steve Williams. And we are going to try to objectively analyze the worst songs by our favorite artists. We're not here to talk about overplayed songs that we're sick of hearing that are that were objectively good to us at one time that just got, you know, spoiled by being played ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. By Hot learned- 97, yeah. Yeah, those aren't those aren't bad so- those aren't necessarily bad songs. We've just heard them too much, and we're not talking about bad songs from like one hit wonder, one or two hit wonders. We're talking about the the pantheon songwriters, the greats, the titans. Yeah, we're and and we're we're not we're not here to hate artists either. We are we're praising these artists for being uh, as as wonderful and having such fantastic catalogs and and really trying hard to find their worst song the outliers to their otherwise pristine catalogs exactly so in favor of the artist we've set just a couple of very small rules so some parameters no posthumous releases or demos or previously unreleased songs we want the artist to have signed off on these and to have felt good enough about it to put it out into the ether Right. <laughs> uh, no avant-garde songs, no revolution number nines, no 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 interludes, no outros, no intros, and uh, Steve's Steve's least favorite type of song, no holiday songs, because no according holidays. to him, everyone hates holiday songs. But yeah, here's a secret: I, I don't I don't hate I, holiday songs. Yeah, well, anybody who's listened to this, gotten this far, knows that you love holiday songs. <laughs> have to mention it every single episode i love them i'm sorry that's how much i love them i gotta mention them what's your favorite holiday song fuck you got five seconds four Mm. three two pretty paper willie nelson's pretty paper i love that song i don't think i know that one i don't listen to a lot of (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really nice um okay So yeah, those are our parameters. Um, I think you understand what we're doing here. So let's fucking kick it off, man. Today, oh Jesus, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> this is my pick. Yeah, you know, this is a thing you do to me, man. I, I, I love it and I hate it, and this is why you're the perfect guy for to to do a podcast like this with. G- uh, Dave chose a band. Some of you, well, I'm, I know everybody knows this band. Their their name is a palindrome. <laughs> Starts with an A, ends with an A, and two B's in between. 
The band is ABBA. The song that we're going to be discussing today is called King Kong Song. This this is a real it's a real stinker. It is uh it is it's an abomination to like ABBA fans. Most ABBA fans probably haven't heard this song. It didn't make any uh, greatest hits. Didn't make it on ABBA Gold. <laughs> it is just it's it's so bad. Like think picture what a what the King Kong song might be, and it's worse. It's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Now now. I, I this is this is a really hard thing for me. This is a hard episode for me because I never really gave ABBA the time of day. I know I didn't, I didn't think you would. I, that's I'm... <laughs> <laughs> over the past few weeks, I have been listening to a whole lot of ABBA. Um, for you, Dave. I bet Annabelle loves ABBA. She's she's okay with it. I've I've kind of saved her. I don't want to force anything too oh, hard. Come on, uh, too young. She might be a little too young. It's a per- oh, um, it's a perfect pop. It's so good. Yeah, put on Dancing Queen and let her have fun in the living room. Ugh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah, ABBA is just one of those things. I think uh, you either get it or you don't. And uh, for for many years, I like I said, I just I I, I just I I uh, I wrote it off. Okay, fair. But now I, I have a little bit of more of a grasp on it. Uh, for better or worse, thanks to you, Dave. <laughs> they're pop titans. They they they're just they write just they've written thirty masterpiece pop songs. So yeah, that's kind of the angle I took with this. I realize that this band is is enormous. Okay, I mean, I think they were really active for like eight years too. It's it's unavoidable. Whether you you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of ABBA in your life. Okay, no matter how old you are, no matter what what year it is, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the future. It's going to continue to happen for the rest of time. ABBA is going to always be there. Okay, so I just started. I just went through. Just a, I got a couple of facts here, just to see, just to prove to people like me uh, how successful this band actually is. They became the most commercially commercially successful act. In the history of popular music, top, topping charts worldwide from 1974 to 1982, estimates of ABBA's total record sales are over 380 million, making them one of the best-selling artists of all time. Um, they had eight consecutive number one albums in the UK. They had huge success in Latin America, and uh, because they've recorded a whole bunch of songs in Spanish. Uh-huh. They were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. During their active career from 72 to 82, they placed 20 singles on the Billboard Hot 100, 14 of which made top 40, 10 of them at top 20, and a total of four of these singles reached the top 10. This is That's insane. Yeah. The, the group also had... 12 top 20 singles on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. Two of them, Fernando and Winner Takes It All, reached number one. 
I love those songs so much. Are you guys are you guys taking this in now? You are you seeing the scope of this? Nine ABBA albums made their way into the top half of the Billboard 200 album chart. Seven reaching top 50, four reaching top 20. ABBA the album was the highest charting album of the group's career, peaking at number 14. Five albums received RIAA gold certification which is more than 500,000 copies sold, while three acquired platinum status, which means selling more than 1 million copies. This is crazy, all right? The compilation album ABBA Gold, which is the greatest hits, topped Billboard top pop catalog albums uh, chart in August 2008, 15 years after it was first released in uh, 93, becoming the group's first number one album. Ever on any Billboard album charts, it sold six million copies. Whew. I got more. I'm exhausted. This is all <laughs> I just I pulled all this stuff mostly off of um, just the Wikipedia site here. And so included on the greatest hits was a single called Fernando, which went to number one in thirteen countries worldwide. Uh, including the UK, Germany, and Australia, and the single went to sell over 10 million copies worldwide. In Australia, Fernando occupied the top position for a then-record-breaking 14 weeks and stayed in the charts for 40 weeks and was the longest-running chart-topper there for over 40 years until it was taken down by guess who, Dave? Justin Bieber? Well, no, come on. Justin Bieber couldn't take down ABBA. <laughs> Are you crazy? No, it was Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Oh, oh God. <laughs> ludicrous for me to suggest. Ed Sheeran's Shape of You in May 2017. Ed All Sheeran, right, so, my favorite rapper. My favorite rapper, Ed Sheeran. Mine, too. Man, that guy can rap. He's quite a rapist. So for all of you non-ABBA fans, for anybody who appreciates music at all, this these, these numbers are insane they're out of this world okay it's i I never knew this i i'm i was shocked to hear about all the like just the millions and millions of of albums uh sold and for the length of time they had a uh the movie mamma mia and the um which also was a play right yep if you want the broadway play had a lot better singing than the movie did and there was a sequel to that too, so I mean, these this is crazy things. You know, when when a when a band gets to the point where they're making a musicals about your your career and your song, you know, using all your songs and doing Broadway plays, like that's that's a that's a whole other level of of uh, fame that most artists never never get anywhere near. Yeah, they're incredible. I was you know raised on them. That Abba Gold record is just so firmly entrenched in my dna at this point yeah so so as a as a as an abba fan why don't why don't you uh get, you know talk talk to the listeners a little bit and tell it tells your your perspective on on who abba is well they, they made the names agnetha and or benny bjorn and anna freed uh you know household names for me they're I mean, fuck. Uh, we haven't mentioned Muriel's Wedding as you know. Uh, basically, the, the it's an Abba soundtrack to one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. Uh, Tony Collette's first uh, feature movie role. 
they they are just they're everything i like from like they've they have their top they have the 20 hits that you know uh made the billboard top 100 they like they have like deep cuts that are like just so damn good day before you came They just the the list is endless. They are they have just they are pure joy, and even in their um, more like sullen, they 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 touch on like you know they were all married and then you know divorced and they've all like gone through it and and the whole time they're when they're documenting this in song, it just sounds so beautiful. It is they're. Yeah, they're one of my favorite artists of all time. I have um, Anna Anna Freed's uh, solo record, or AKA Frida. Um, uh, I have her record hanging on my wall. <laughs> like I, I to, this is one of like the four vinyls I have. Just she, they're everything. They're amazing. It really took scraping the bottom of the barrel to find this one. This is not. I, th- so the song we're doing. <laughs> The title of this episode, 15 minutes in, is the King Kong song. And this this song is just truly, it's just like so embarrassingly bad. It hurt, it like hurts me to listen to. And I've listened to it, I listened to it today like five times just to like, you know, get back as a refresher. Yeah. It is like when you, when you hear like the perfection of Waterloo. And then to know that this song was on that same album, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like the song. Okay. So the song was originally titled Mr. Sex. Which is very, very important. I want everybody to keep that in mind for this entire episode that the, this was originally entitled Mr. Sex. Okay. Because once we start getting into these lyrics, it's going to be really important. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, came on like Waterloo. It's like the first number one. Uh, it was re released as a single to coincide with the 1976 King Kong remake starring Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang mm-hmm. and Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. And it, and Australia loves ABBA so damn much that this song reached number 94. On the top 100 in Australia. That's how much Australia loves him. Wow. I think we should just get into this. Let's get into the lyrics. Okay. I'll do the first verse. So it starts off. Well, I was looking at a movie on the TV last night. Then I had a funny notion. Yeah. I really had to write a song about it. And then I'm going to sing it in my rock and roll band. And I bet the people going to like it. Yeah. I know everybody's gonna shout it. <laughs> and what That's... a dreadful, mighty killer. A big, a big, a big bat, white gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to do that justice like you did with singing the song. It's, it's a it's a hard it's it's a it's a hard one. It's a hard one to sing. 
it's bizarrely phrased. Like there's weird stop. It's like the stagnation. Like it just stops weirdly and then picks back up. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at a movie on the TV last night and had a very funny notion. I really had to write a song about it. And then I'm going to sing it with my rock and roll band. And I bet the people going to like it. And I know everybody's going to shout it. Yeah, this is this is not not any anything of any substance in this this lyric so far, right? No, there there's only like three good songs about songwriting. Yeah, <laughs> like I think it's just like the like a cardinal sin is to like you got to be you got to be really on your game. Like I think. Yeah, I think there's only like three good songs about songwriting. And to like start off with this, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. But if this song was called Mr. Sex, what movie are they watching on the TV that that they really had to write a song about? You know? In a rock and roll band. I don't know. Mr. Sex. Yeah. Are they watching? Jesus Christ. And what a well, and what a dreadful mighty killer a b- big black wide gorilla. It's the wide that that really drives. Why why does he have to be a wide gorilla? Yeah, well because they, they already talked about how big he was. I, yeah, this doesn't make much sense. So the, so he's watching. Uh, this is written by Benny and Bjorn. So weren't all the songs written by them too? Yeah yeah yeah. Or uh, oh. it, I think it was written by Benny, composed by Bjorn. Okay, so the the chorus of the song is, we do the King Kong song, won't you sing along? Listen to the music, and it couldn't go wrong. It could go wrong. It actually could go wrong. It went um, very, very, very wrong. It we, went do so the, wrong. we do the King Kong song, gotta sing along. Can't you hear the beating of the monkey tom-tom? Listen to the rhythm of the King Kong song. That's very good. Thank you. It's way better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, so, yeah, this is just like super novelty. It sounds like the soundtrack of a, of a D movie. Right, a D horror movie. Yeah, this happened during like a ball, like a like a concert slashing. You know, everyone's like still <laughs> dancing while while like members of the audience are just dropping and no one's noticing. There's yeah, just like pools of blood and bodies at their feet until there's yeah. just until there's the final girl left. <laughs> so the second verse. Now we can make the jungle out of any old place. We can make gorillas out of people. Who can tell a monkey from a monkey? So people get together, going to have a good time. Everybody listen to the music because we're going to we're going to sing is kind of funky because what we're going to sing is kind of funky. And then and then they teach you how to do the dance. <laughs> let's let's hold off on the dance. Let's 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 God before they're this like before we realize this is their chubby checkers the twist right, the <laughs> twist again so they can so now now i'm starting to think like oh like they're trying to bring out their inner animal 
they're, they're trying to be like this song is gonna like make people animalistic mm-hmm. and now and the jungle is just wherever you're listening to the song Oh, so your room, your room is no longer your room. Your room yeah, you is now can... the humidity of your room is now exceeded a hundred percent, and the walls are sweating. And mm-hmm. there's a scarlet macaw just <laughs> cooing. Okay, so tell teach the uh, teach the people how to do the the dance. God, I mean, who can tell who can tell a monkey from a monkey? Anyway, uh, so. So, in order to do the King Kong dance, um, you let your arms hang down, much like a monkey's arms. You know, kind of they. You know, maybe maybe put your knuckles on the ground. I don't know. And mm-hmm, then you, yeah, uh, I'm doing I'm doing it right now. Okay. And then you waddle all around. Wait, my arms waddle or I waddle? You let your arms hang down and 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 waddle all around. So your arms are going side to side a little bit. Just to hang real loose, <laughs> loose but firm. You know, in the way a gorilla's uh, arms are, it's most mostly forearms. Those heavy forearms, like a dreadful, mighty killer. A big black wide gorilla. A big black wide gorilla. That is correct, mm. Steve. So let's say you just got to let your arms hang down, and then you just shake from side to side. Yeah, much like a dreadful, mighty killer would. Yeah. I don't. I don't like how this is framing all gorillas. Coco. No. Coco wouldn't stand for this. Coco. Coco was a soft gorilla. Jane. Hey. Hey. So is King Kong, guys. I mean, listen. I think King Kong is probably one of the most uh, uh, misunderstood uh, monsters of all time. He wasn't doing anything wrong. It was man. Yeah, I wonder what Diane Fossey has to say about this. About the the King Kong dance. Yeah, she. I mean, she was in. She she probably she I should probably never heard it. Cause she was just in the mountains with gorillas for twenty years. Hmm. Maybe she inspired it. Who knows? <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible. Um, and I think that that's really all the lyrics, right? There's nothing else new that happens. No, it's and then, then it's just we do the King Kong song for three repeated, verses. Three over verses. and over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Is Tom Tom the Tom Tom the, the the monkey Tom Tom? Like I feel like they're falsely like attributing the monkey Tom Tom. Like it's that's not a monkey instrument. It's just uh, maybe it's <laughs> monkeys can play it because they can bang on it. But monkeys have opposable thumbs. Monkeys can play the banjo. Monkeys monkeys can play the banjo. I mean, they have opposable thumbs. Coco could probably could have played the banjo. I have opposable thumbs. I can't play the banjo. Yeah, but if like you give, you teach a hundred monk, you put a hundred monkeys in a room with a hundred banjos, chant like they could probably do the Deliverance tune. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I think yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, the the monkey tom tom. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a primal instrument, right? It's a it's a drum it's a tom i don't know yeah i don't know man. this this whole song the whole song like this is before they weren't like commissioned to to write this by the king kong film people right it's it's baffling like where this came from and it's like kind of maybe maybe they maybe it sounded a lot better in swedish 
and <laughs> maybe they wrote it in Swedish and like translated it to English. It feels like there's some like disconnect of like. See, I I thought about that too, and and I'm not I'm not buying that because the, even even though English is their second language, they have a a really good grasp of it. I, you know, even even though their songs, I think by and large their songs are pretty surface value uh, lyrically. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're. It's not really in, intellectual music. Well, I, then I, I challenge you to listen to one of us. <laughs> I don't want to fight with you, but I mean, it, it just you know, by and large. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying I'm defending them and saying that I think that they know exactly what they're writing, and I think they know exactly what they're saying, and 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 uh, I I don't I don't know why they would write something so silly like this. It doesn't you really make sense. Just like the maybe. I mean, I don't know much about Euro pop titans maybe there maybe that was like a thing where they would throw like weird little like silly songs like this on albums that didn't like i don't know if this it's like a like a like a swedish pop thing or like scandinavian yeah. pop thing well so that's a, that's another interesting point it, it, it could be um I, i'll be honest with you lyrics and melody aside there's it's pretty cool i think the guitar riff is is actually pretty rocking it it sounds very like glam rock, very T Rex, very like like Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, a little yeah, Bowie in there. Like it's, Blitz. it's got like a a pretty heavy rock riff, and it's it's produced really well. The vocals are kind of muddy in the mix; they're kind of a little put pushed back in the mix. But I guess that's what makes it more of a a dancier song. But yeah, as soon as like with <laughs> melody and lyrics aside, like this could be a a really cool song. I could hear Mark Boland singing this song, you know, playing this, playing this riff on the guitar. But yeah, then as soon as those, as soon as you hear what they're saying, it's like, ah, it just really, it hurts. It hurts the ears. It really does. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch Meryl's wedding after this, just to like, watch the taste of this song out of my, like, like mind and ears and mouth i like i'll never listen to this song again but and that's another kind of cool thing about abba which which i never really i never knew because i never knew anything about abba but they they kind of abba's just abba right Mm -hmm. like there's no really there's no bands really like them there's there's but they kind of do two kinds of music well maybe even three they they do um the disco thing which i guess was what really propelled them. Mm-hmm. But they do. And then they do these like sort of very dramatic ballads, right? Oh, oh, very ever. And then they do these like really rocking songs. There's a, there's a couple of really cool rockers that they do that. I was really impressed. Like a song, a song called watch out is really cool. It's a, uh, it's pretty badass. Again, like it sounds like, like seventies glam rock. It's it's really good. Is like really great uh, musicians on here. I don't know if it is does ABBA play the play the music as well. Do they play the instruments as well. Yeah, <laughs> they, pretty sure. Just turn... Yeah, it's badass. That one. Uh, watch Not live, obviously. Good. But I think what about Does Your Mother Know? Do you like Does Your Mother Know? 
made me start listening to the Eagles for a few episodes ago. And, it, and Joni Mitchell. Well, I don't want to, I'm not going to compare Joni Mitchell to the Eagles and ABBA. I feel, I feel like the thing about the, the, those two bands is that there's like just an overall, just a preconceived notion about them without anybody really, uh, they, they're judged before people really get and know anything about them. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, I, I fully admit it with both of those bands, the Eagles and ABBA, who I just wrote off immediately. The Eagles, I still, right off <laughs> but abba i'm starting to get it a little bit i like the rockers i do i like the rockers and and some of the some of those ballads are actually really really interesting the songwriting is is really quite exceptional they're not traditional songwriters they're kind of doing some really cool things with form and with their um the melody delivery is as seen in this song too which not not done really well but like you know they're, they're just playing around yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like they're just like they're they're throwing stuff against the wall, mm-hmm. and seeing what sticks. Yeah, did you know that ABBA was offered one billion dollars to reunite in two thousand two? Yeah, and <laughs> turned it down. They turned it down. They're like, hospitals could be built with that kind of money. We're yeah, not going to do. They they turned it down, which is which is admirable to say the least. But it just kind of it just kind of goes to show you that these guys sort of like live in their own little bubble there they i don't think you know with those sort of like the morality stuff you you do get a you do get a little taste of like a little hint of like like real classics um like singer songwriter stuff from like the maybe like the 40s and 50s but but aside from that like you, I, it's really hard to trace their their influences yeah you're right they're they're so they're they're just so their own. They're just like perfectly branded. Mm-hmm. They're their own iconoclasts. Yeah, weird band, man. Thank <laughs> super weird. <laughs> Thanks for getting me to getting me to uh, listen to these guys. Another disciple. That's that's huge. <laughs> yeah, now you have to watch Mira's Wedding. It's so yeah. good. Is it's it a so good movie? Good. Okay. Oh my god, it is. It is. It's a great movie about like a like nineties slacker. Tony Collette daughter, just kind of like it's. Is it is it a musical? Uh, no, just but, the the soundtrack is just only ABBA songs. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. I'll check it out. It is weird, but like not in the context of like Australia loves ABBA. They're I think this did this album go number this this album charted their their debut charted there their debut charted in the top ten. Okay. And, Australia, so like they were they were on board real quick. They didn't break into the top twenty in the U.S. till their fourth or fifth album. Yeah, till Arrival. Okay, and I think that's kind of when that from from what I hear, that's kind of when the the records got better. The songwriting got better. There was less of uh, these King Kong songs were showing up, <laughs> showing up on the records. Arrival went eighteen x platinum in Australia. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, like there, like there wasn't a household in an entire country without it. Without an ABBA record. Yeah. Well, congratulations, ABBA. You are not only the uh, one of the biggest top grossing uh, bands of all time, but you made it to the worst of the best podcast. Yeah. Congrats. That's <laughs> all. 
So, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, Dave? If you, I mean, if you haven't listened to Alba by now, just really give him a listen. You really give give Alba Gold a listen, or maybe just the Visitors. That's probably like their deepest songwriting. That was like their the divorce album. Oh yeah, so what, that was the deal too. There were two couples, right? Mm-hmm. It was two two married couples uh, were the band, and then they, they got divorced while they were a band. Yeah, and then, might, and then uh, by the time like the eighties rolled around, they had both been divorced. They're, they they had yeah each separated, mm. each couple. That's that's got to be rough. Hey, that's 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 rock and roll. They're like they're like the Fleetwood Mac of Swedish pop. <laughs> Or maybe Fleetwood Mac's the ABBA of wherever Fleetwood Mac is from. U.S. and English <laughs> rock. Uh, you're not going to make me listen to a whole bunch of Fleetwood Mac, are you? I might have to. Damn it! <laughs> it could be next. I think we have our. I think I. Have, I think I have now. I have my homework to do. <laughs> All right. Well, go listen to ABBA if you if you must. I think I think it's definitely worth listening to. Listen to. There's a lot there, there's, but it's it's ingestible. It's not it's not it's not over overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah, there's a couple of really really good rockers. There's a couple of really good uh, sad songs, and there's always Dancing Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our show. Thanks for listening. Li- uh, tell your friends, share this podcast. To find your find the ABBA fans out there and. Send them over this way. Let us know what you think. You think there's any King Kong song fans out there? I think there's a few. I mean, think in Australia, there is. Do you think there's a a, a far worse song than, than this one? I'm going to call it Mr. Sex. I'm not going to call it King Kong song. <laughs> yeah, if there's a worse song than Mr. Sex, uh, you can email us at the worst of the best at podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. You know, let us know. Maybe we did a. Maybe you just want to pat Steve and I on the back. Tell us we did a good job, or tell us that we're horrible and should feel bad. I don't think they would say that. I, I, I think I think we're doing a pretty good job here, considering. Yeah. Well, I'm Steve Williams. I'm David Newshots. Thanks, Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. <laughs>